Welcome to the Life as an Observer podcast. My name is Ryan Bean. I am your host in self-observation. This podcast is an exploration of physical and non-physical self through discussion around yoga, meditation, self-improvement, self-realization, and practices that elevate the mind-body-soul connection. Let's start observing. This episode of Life as an Observer is made possible by patron support. If you'd like to support this program, you can visit patron.podbean.com backslash life as an observer to learn more. All right. Well, welcome to Life as an Observer podcast. I am excited to be here. I have been navigating... uh, the Wasatch Front here for the last couple of days, and I'm actually um, only uh, back in southern Utah for a few days before I head out. Um, but navigating this uh, this space in the summer uh, is sometimes interesting. It's been quite warm. So I'm here in the clinic today doing the podcast, but I wanted to get a, a little bit of a message out to you. Um, part of it has to do with just my schedule that's coming up, and I know many of you have been asking um, about workshops that are coming near you and uh, just opportunities to kind of get more involved. And uh, the best way really is, is through the patron page. Um, so I'll put that in the show notes. I think that's probably the, the quickest and most effective way to really support the, missi- uh, the mission here is to go to, to patron.podbean.com backslash life as an observer. And your contributions, donations are so appreciated. Um, we're not quite at our first goal yet. Um, there's a goal of a couple hundred dollars and a goal of a thousand dollars, and that really supports kind of what I'm doing, all the training and all the traveling in the, in the van. So, um, as some of you may know that we moved our operations into van life. Um, when did we do that? Back in January, and um, I've been traveling to kind of make my way to different workshops, retreats, uh, festivals, and so forth. So. Uh, been doing that for several months now, but we're still a little shy of our goal. So if you're feeling like you'd like to contribute and be part of um, this observer tribe, um, much appreciated. I would love that there. We have a lot of content on that page that is not available to the general public, um, meditations, breath work, and uh, live sessions. So, and I usually record a lot of these live sessions um, at some of my breath as medicine workshops. And when I teach Wim Hof method fundamentals, I'll record some of the, the breath work and meditations for you to reuse. And those are all on the Patreon page. So thanks for, uh, those who are contributing. Um, today's, <laughs> today's topic, I had to kind of decide how I wanted it to, to label it here, but, um, to, to stop caring about what others think and how do we stop caring about what others think? Well, let me finish a little bit with our announcements and we're going to get into how to stop caring about what others think. Um, Starting up next week, uh, I am headed to uh, Seattle uh, from Southern Utah, driving up to BioThrive Health. So if any of you are in the Pacific Northwest, anywhere near there, um, I will be with with Dr. Tammy at BioThrive Health. Uh, We're doing a breath as medicine well, we're doing a breath as medicine this weekend. Uh, this podcast probably won't be re- be released right in time for that, but that's on on um, uh, Saturday, July second, 
And I do have a Wim Hof Method uh, fundamentals class happening. So if you're interested, if you're in southern Utah, it is on the 17th of uh, July. But while we're up in Seattle, I will be at BioThrive Health. Um, that is on the 8th of July, and that's from 6 to 7 p.m., um, doing a breathwork uh, kind of introductory. And this is a really powerful breathwork, um, something that I've kind of tailored using what I know from uh, my own experiences through uh, Wim Hof Method, through Tumo, through some of the other training I've done with Pranayama, and then, of course, what I've uh, been doing now as a certified language of breath instructor. Um, I'm kind of bringing that, uh, that modality to, to other loca locations. So that one anyone can come to. Now, on the 9th, we're going to be doing ketamine-assisted breath work. And to participate in that on that Saturday from 10 to 12, um, you need to do a consultation. So you'd have to contact BioThrive Health. Um, I can put a, a link in the show notes to the ticketing. And you just have to contact them for your consultation if that's something that you're interested in doing while I'm there. Experiencing um, a guided ketamine session with breathwork. Now, I am doing one-on-ones if you're already a patient or if you've already done that consultation on the 10th. You're welcome to join for that. Now, after that, um, I'm doing Radiance Embodied Women's Retreat up there. So it's, uh, I forget the name of the town. I think it's called Ronald or it's over there by Snellqualmie. It is a woman's retreat hosted by my friend Devin. And she is, um, I'll put a link to her also in the, the show notes just so you can know how to get tickets. I think she only has like two spots left. So uh, you want to grab those up quickly, but I'll be doing Wim Hof Method and some breath work and some little coaching there. Um, that is on the 11th and 12th of July. And finishing up, I guess, this trip, I head back to southern Utah, but stopping um, in Pine Valley and doing a women's retreat for Azure Sky Wellness. And I believe they still have tickets left for that. So if that's something you're interested in, um, you can message me, DM me on my social media. Uh, Instagram is the one I'm most active on, and I'm happy to give you some information on uh, the Pine Valley Retreat. In addition, um, I'll be in Vegas this uh, this month. Uh, so those who are in Las Vegas on the 23rd of July, um, doing something called Yoga on Tap, and it is a a brewery style yoga event. But we're doing it at Vibe 28 in Henderson, Nevada. So if you're interested in that, you go to Vibe 28's page to sign up, and they will set you up for that. Again, a link in the show notes there. And for the 24th of July, um, I will be in Vegas, again at Vibe 28, doing Wim Hof Method Fundamentals. You're welcome to, to get your tickets either through Vibe 28 or we, they are listed on WimHofMethod.com. Uh, several other things. It seems like I have a lot of announcements, and I'll hurry and get through these. I'm hosting a Vipassana um, uh, course on Insight Timer. That starts on the 18th of July. It's three weeks, three hours. That is Vipassana, and uh, just kind of an introductory to for beginners who are learning to, to meditate. So a really great opportunity to kind of learn about meditation and to tap into that uh, as a course. Very affordable and very entry point to be able to, to gain that knowledge. Um, in addition, we are doing some group ketamine sessions here in southern Utah at Satori. They are a group um, breathwork and ketamine, and if that's something you're interested in or you have some questions about, you're happy, uh, go ahead and DM me 
or you can get in contact with Satori Health and Wellness to make your appointment to to be a part of that if that's something that you think might be able to help you with you know PTSD or if you have some anxiety or depression that you're working through some areas that that um, that you're looking for some additional resources and help um, you can DM me and I'm happy to talk to you about um, how to sign up for those and how to get involved now going forward I have all kinds of things but let us go ahead and jump w- way ahead um, you see in August um, we're doing some ketamine assisted group stuff in Salt Lake City we're looking at expanding into Salt Lake City very very soon so if you're in Salt Lake I'll be coming to you very very soon and all the way into October is where I was jumping to is I'm going to be doing a retreat with Sunrunner Tours and my friend Jesse Coomer. You can find him at Jesse Coomer Breath. Um, we've actually had him on the podcast. We're doing a breathwork retreat. So this is kind of our language of breath modality that we're offering and uh, doing it in Austin, Texas for, for two days. So if you can't make that, I'm going to put a, a link also in, my, in the show notes here. I, we just released an online course for language of breath. And I want to give my listeners a nice, dis- a nice juicy discount. So if you're listening and you're like, hey, I'm really interested in doing breath work, um, but I can't get to Austin. <laughs> I just can't do it. Totally get it if you can't come to Austin as much as I would love to have you there. Um, what I'll do is I'll put a language of breath discount um, uh, for, for those who are uh, life as an observer listeners so that you can participate uh, at least uh, on an online course. So um, I'll put that also in the show notes. So let's jump into today's uh, topic about not caring about what others think. Now, this is nuts because we just <laughs> recently talked about how to maintain friendships, right? Um, and how to, how to keep them. And now here we are talking about uh, not caring about what others think. Well, I want to start today with a, a little quote from, from Coco Chanel. And she said that the most courageous act is still to think for yourself aloud. The most courageous act is to think for yourself still aloud. And I had to think about that a little bit because there's a lot of courageous things we can do, right? And and for the most part, I think about being vulnerable is is probably one of our most courageous things that we do. And not not necessarily jumping in front of traffic or running across hot coals, right? It's really thinking for ourselves and not being part of the masses and going against what people think sometimes is a very courageous act. I hear this all the time, friends. I am surrounded in a very conservative part of the country, and I don't necessarily subscribe to all of the <laughs> political dogma that is out there. And so sometimes it takes a little bit of courage to say, no, uh, I don't agree. And that's not exactly what I think. And I think you're wrong. And it's really hard for us sometimes to step up and do that because we're afraid of what people might think. So I want to um, kind of be able to offer a few things here too. I think I have about five things that can help you stop caring about what others think. And we'll call it a path to wholeness. We'll call it a path to um, self-discovery or a path to self-confidence. So the first thing we can stop doing is stop following people that are on social media that don't contribute to your life. I don't know how many times I've seen this from others where we're so concerned about what others are doing and that we follow them and they become part of our 
our, our feed, right? Our news feed. And then we see their stuff, their content. And for the most part, it probably is a lower vibrational content. Now, I don't know about you guys, but during pandemic, I had many people who I was following who were learning to to dance and I have people who are learning to cook and people who are, you know, doing a few things here and there, but none of it really was high vibrational content. Okay. It wasn't stuff that I would say, Ooh, that was so inspiring. There were some people out there and I, there's still some people, I don't know if, I'm, if you guys are like me, but some of that stuff really makes me cry. I like get really emotional and excited. Like when I see people doing random acts of kindness and good. Um, so it's really exciting to, to be able to, to see that. But that's the kind of content we should be subscribing to. But so who do we need to unfollow? <laughs> who do we need to unfollow? And we need to unfollow those who are not inspiring. Um, just those who are not inspiring. Those who are simply just making kind of ridiculous content that feels good to them and maybe has a niche audience. But really it's suffocating you. It's really suffocating you. I think that's about the best way I can say it is because we're starting to care about what they're doing really than focusing on ourselves and uplifting ourselves. We're more focused on others and what they're doing, which is not contributing to your life. So unfollow them. It's not going, that's just a step in the right direction for you of letting go of some of those attachments. Just unfollow the things that you feel are not inspiring. Now, another step two, people we can unfollow, make you feel safe and conscious. So people who don't make you feel safe and a more conscious level of thinking. Now, what do I mean by that? I mean, there's a lot of times when we turn on our social media and we actually feel fear. We have fear mongers and those who are conspiracy theorists and those who are talking about politics and police and war and the things that make us feel as though we live in a dangerous place and we're not tapping into the unconscious self at that point where we we're really tapping into the news and what we believe or could be true but not really what is true so unfollow those who don't make you feel safe if you feel some resistance when you're watching someone's video and you're like that does not align with me then that means it's not aligning with your values. And if you're not in alignment with your values, then you're in disalignment with receiving that which is waiting from you. See, source is never out of alignment. <laughs> it's just you that's out of alignment with source. So get back in alignment with source. Unfollow those who are maybe on a conscious level or not making you feel safe. Number three, who can you unfollow? Those who are, who are not contributing. So if you're watching something that is just simply you wasting time, and this doesn't necessarily need to be one platform or another, but if you're wasting your time on any kind of um, site or social media, or um, even if it's a blog, and it's not contributing to you bettering yourself, then we need to unfollow it. What I found is, let me help you uh, kind of decipher this a little bit so this is not so cryptic. I get a lot of junk emails. I don't know about you guys, but I get a lot of junk emails. And it's so easy for us to just delete them or let them build up in your inbox, right? 
But what if you were to take a little bit of time and erase that content from your inbox, meaning unsubscribe, remove, delete, follow up with that secondary page that opens when you hit unsubscribe, put your email address in there so you never get that content again. What I've found is as I do that, you can't do it all at once. I I probably, I get hundreds of emails in a day and I, I try to at least do five to 10 of them five is a more realistic number. Um, but I really try to do at least that many to where I unsubscribe them to eventually no longer have them. And I know there's some services out there that you can pay for that will go through and do that. But I just do it one by one, taking care of it and removing it because it feels good to me. It feels good to me to remove that content from my life. And what I found is I'm getting a lot less like spam, uh, text messages and emails that are misleading, um, potentially scams. I don't know about you guys, but I was getting a lot of scam emails from different services that said that I subscribed and that they want to refund me and a lot of those call center scams. And that's no longer as I'm kind of taking control of my own life and unfollowing those who are not contributing. Because I want to feel good about me. I want to feel good about me. I want to show up feeling good. And it almost as you unsubscribe that or unfollow that it feels like you're letting something go which always feels good we hear that in yoga classes and meditations and all kinds of let it go if it's not serving you let it go well guess what those emails are not serving you here's the perfect opportunity for you to let something go sometimes i have people say well you say let it go but what am i actually letting go well here you go unfollow that email (laughs) so that's one thing we can do. Start at unfollowing different people who are not serving us or those who are not inspiring or those who are not making us feel safe. Second, social media distractions that are good. Okay, so you thought I was going to totally bash on social media today, but you were wrong. <laughs> I'm actually going to tell you some really great social media distractions that are great that you can begin to put into your feed that really uplift you. Now, first, I need to preface this by saying some of you know that I put uh, alarms in my phone. And some of these alarms are, hey, Ryan, do your breath work. Some of them are, have you done your meditation yet today? Take a mindful moment, break, breathe. You know, there's a ton of them that say do your breath work. Um, And I have maybe 10 different alarms that are in there. But some of them actually lead me to particular pages that are inspiring. So go figure. You could say, have you opened Insight Timer today? Just do a check-in. See whatever meditation's up on the top. Or maybe you go to my page and listen to a particular um, a meditation. Or you find a, a, a host that you really like. A guide that is, that is really in alignment with you. And there's a lot of different sources out there. There's meditation apps. There's breathwork apps. There are inspiring videos that are on YouTube. And you can totally do that. And I'm going to tell you guys a little story. I used to listen to Abraham Hicks a lot and I still do almost daily, but I would listen to her morning rampage every single day for about nine months as I was driving back and forth to work. And, uh, from, from Orlando, downtown Orlando, up into winter park, not a far drive, but it was just about 15 minutes, which was enough to listen to that morning rampage. And it's what got me through going to a work or to a job that I didn't enjoy. So what inspires you? Who inspires you? What can you listen to in just a few minutes a day? Maybe it's life as an observer. 
but maybe you just set an alarm that says, here, I'm going to go to this particular page and whatever comes up, comes up. Um, I'm doing a little bit of work with um, um, an, a particular app that, that guides trips. I'm not going to uh, name them yet because we haven't solidified it, but doing some work with a group that does uh, trip reporting and for, for meditation and for psychedelic uh, trips and breath work and stuff. Should that happen, you'll hear about it here on the podcast. I'll probably do an interview with them, but that would be a good place to go. Also, some of the stuff I'm doing with Language of Breath. Go to the page, check it out, see what the course is. This is great content for you to do and listen to on your way to and from work or as you commute. But find distractions that are that are good. Meditations, uplifting videos, or breath work. All really awesome ways to do that. So I want to interject here with a, with a quote from Steve Jobs. I saw this uh, and I thought I had to share it with you. It says, don't let the noise of others' opinions drown out your own inner voice. Don't let the, the noise, I like that he called it noise, of others' opinions drown out your own inner voice. So this kind of leads us to, to our third thing that we can start doing. Live shamelessly live shamelessly this one's hard guys (laughs) live shamelessly do your hair if you want to shave if you want to wear whatever clothes you want only if you want to don't live your life satisfying others demands desires or wants you get the choice to decide how you want to live and maybe you do it one step at a time this could be simply listening to music that's not popular music that you like and you can do it in front of your friends but live shamelessly don't apologize Devin, who's doing that uh, retreat i talked about up in seattle did a post the other day about stop apologizing and it really radiated with me because i think we do too often where we apologize for our behavior and our behavior of our dog our kids we apologize so bad like if we're late, I'm sorry, I did this. Or we try to, to create a whole bunch of narrative around why we're not satisfying someone else's needs. When we can simply say, thank you. Now, what does that mean? It means that we say thank you for being supportive of my child's emotional um, outburst. Thank you for holding space for me while I was feeling a little bit anxious. Thank you for allowing me to interrupt as I was late. Don't apologize because you have a whole list of reasons why you could be, but when we start to step into apologizing mode all the time, we begin to apologize for things we don't need to apologize for. We really just need to own up to some, that something did happen. And so say, thank you. Thank you for allowing me to not be perfect. Thank you for allowing me to make some mistakes. I am living my life very shamelessly and I'm doing what I choose. And sometimes that comes with some consequences that sometimes comes with failure. And sometimes that doesn't always meet the needs or desires of others. Don't let the noise of others drown out your own inner voice. Listen to your inner voice. It tells you, 
I, you need to be here. You need to go there. It's going to start to tell you to start apologizing if that has been your default mode network. If your default mode network has been to be apologetic all the time, then you're going to continue to do that. But what if you just started saying thank you for allowing? Thank you for accepting. That default mode network is going to empower you to live shamelessly. All right, number four. Everyone will judge regardless. Hmm. So what does this mean? This means that we need to accept that you're going to be judged. I think we've all done this. Uh, let's put together a, an example. You've gone down the, the road, and the road says 35 miles an hour, and then someone went whizzing past you make, within a loud car or a motorcycle, and we said, oh, they are gonna, they're nuts. They're going to get in a car accident. They're going to cause a car accident. How many of you have done that? I would guess that for the most part, many of you have raised your hand. But that's you judging. How do you know that's going to happen? How do you know they're crazy? How do you know they're going to get into an accident? Another example. Because we don't, again, we don't really know where they have to be or where they've been. Another example is when we see someone who is doing something that is kind of not like us. For instance, have you ever watched somebody um, who is mowing their lawn while it's raining? I have. Living in Florida, you see it all the time. But we may say, well, that's kind of silly. Why don't they just wait till it's done raining? Or when the sprinklers are on when it's raining. And we say, aren't they just wasting water? Well, this is a judgment that you have made about someone else or the scenario which in turn is that action. So maybe the sprinklers are on a timer and they don't have any control over it. They haven't, they haven't gone into that. Their little sensor is broken. We don't know the scenario behind every action. So... Everyone is, will judge regardless, and you will judge regardless. So let's make that a fact, that it is going to happen, and that we have no control over it. But what we can do is that we can be an observer when people judge us. Instead of reacting to their judgment, we can say, oh, you see it in a certain way, or maybe a different way than I see it. And finally... You are a product of your thoughts. Hands down, you're a product of your thoughts. We have over 50,000 thoughts a day. And our body speaks and our mind speaks in frequency and chemical. That is it. That's how it speaks. Top-down regulation, bottom-up regulation. It all is chemical and frequency. And we have 50,000 thoughts a day. And if you think... Let's just say you were to think about someone or someone was to think about you just 10 times a day. Okay, so we'll just say that's, well, let's just change it to 12 times a day. They speak, they think about you every hour, just for a second, every waking hour, 12 hours a day. That's really 0.03% of all the thoughts that happen in a day. Zero three. That is such a small number that it really shouldn't affect you, but it does, right? We tend to take it very personal. We tend to like make assumptions about why they would be thinking about us and why don't they like us. And we, we have more thoughts about why others are thinking about us than they actually are about us. 50,000 thoughts. Let's make some of those productive. Let's make those thoughts where we don't care. We go back to living shamelessly and go, whatever. 
I know it's not just as easy as whatever, but we can say you're only 0.03% of this thought process and I'm not going to worry anymore about this. This is a percentage that I don't care to increase. I don't care to change it. I'm going to turn my thoughts towards manifesting things that I want to bring into my life rather than worrying about you who I don't necessarily think is contributing to my life. This kind of goes back to removing people and things out of our, out of our um, daily lives that are not contributing. So we stop following people on social media or in places that are not contributing. We find social media or online distractions that are valuable. We live shamelessly and we know that everyone will judge regardless of the situation. And then finally, we understand that there's a bunch of thoughts that happen in a day and very, a very small percentage of them really have anything to do with us. Now, to close, this is the chance for you to reclaim your freedom. Know that you have your values. Your values are important. This may be um, something to do with your religion or your faith or your spirituality or your values just as a human. You have your values and you can cling to those. It is okay. Put yourself out there. Failure is an okay thing. When you put yourself out there to reclaim your freedom, you have to accept that there will be many, many failures on your way to success. Thomas Edison uh, um, was an amazing inventor. Nikola Tesla, amazing inventor. Um, Henry Ford, amazing inventor. All these guys had lots and lots of failures. Thousands, if, (laughs) if not. Definitely hundreds and thousands of failures on their way to their greatness and to their their greatest contributions. Put yourself out there. If your product is you speaking or you writing or you painting or you creating or you doing something, put it out there and know that people will judge. Live shamelessly when you put it out there. Be like, this is mine. I own this. This is me and this is what I'm doing. And it might fail. But here you are putting yourself out there to reclaim your freedom. Surround yourself with pros who are in your field. So if you're an artist, I'm going to use that as an example, surround yourself with other artists. Those people will build you up. They will contribute to helping you not make as many failures because you can learn from their mistakes. And you can, um, in a way, sort of ride the coattails a little bit. Just allow them to mentor you. Allow them to mentor you into a space where you do find success. So once you're kind of like following those people, you know what you want, you got your values out there, and you are putting yourself out there, surround yourself with the pros, create a growth list from that point. Okay, so here you are with these, these people who are influencing you and whatever your field is, whether it be veterinary work, whether it be artist, you know, some sort of art or music, create a growth list for yourself. This is what I want to do every day to grow. Now, this is not goals. Goals are short-term, long-term. This is a growth list. So for me as a breath worker, I make sure I do my breath work every day. I make sure I do my meditation every day. I make sure that I'm contributing in some way to, to those who are following me, whether that be through a social media that is of value or whether that be through the podcast or whether that be through one-on-one mentoring sessions. 
Create a growth list that is empowering to you. Do your own work. But I, I don't mean your own work like what you get paid for. Do your own work that helps you grow into the person that you're becoming, not who you used to be. Meditation, yoga, breath work, any kind of facilitation, ceremony, all these things are amazing ways for you to grow daily. Create your growth list and follow it. And then finally, spend time alone. This is how you reclaim your freedom. Spend time traveling alone. I have learned this from being into the van. There are a lot of times when you, you feel alone, but not lonely. You, you, you're surrounded by nature. You're surrounded by beautiful things. And if you have your growth list with you and you're working on things, you're never alone. You're actually spending time away from people who are not contributing to your momentum. You're spending time away from the noises and the chatter of the world that we live in so that you can achieve those goals that you're interested in doing. Who cares what people think, right? Stop caring about what others think of you and start living your life in the way that is true to who you want to become. Remember, don't let the noise of others' opinions drown out your inner voice. Your inner voice tells you you're amazing and wonderful and charismatic and creative and you have so much potential. But you forget about it when you listen to others. Don't let that noise drown out who you are. Remember, it's a courageous act to think for yourself. My final words are to be courageous, act for yourself, and see what happens regardless of failure. Failure isn't a permanent thing. Failure is a temporary roadblock to your success. Find it, embrace it, and overcome it. Now that may sound very stoic, but you can find the obstacle that's right there and go around it by using the obstacle as the tool. Thanks for joining Life as an Observer today. I hope you got something out of today's message. Um, in addition to some of the announcements that I just offered to you, uh, remember we have the course, that's, that's the Language of Breath course. I'm interested in offering that to you. Patrons, thank you so much. Um, I, I really couldn't do this without you. It really is what keeps me going, um, continuing to produce content. If you have a moment, leave me a rating. I would really love that. It's really going to help me to kind of go up the charts and to get new people on the podcast. You know, right now we're, we're kind of a, I mean, we're over a year old now, but we're still a new podcast and we're trying to build this and turn it really into what we have in a, you know, a whole tribe full of observers where we can um, have more interview style podcasts. I know many of you like it when I just teach, but um, you know that it is nice to have interviews and to create some new um, new voices here on on the on the podcast. If you would like to be part of this and you're interested in sharing your story, or you have someone who uh, maybe needs to get their product out there or their story or something that they've done, feel free to reach out to me. I am very open to accepting other voices here on the podcast who people who are contributing in this world of the mind body soul connection just like it says in the intro there if you're interested in being a part of what we're doing reach out to me i'm very happy to, to chat with you and to and to create some content with you that benefits our entire community here 
Thanks for joining today. Hope to see you guys on the next episode of Life as an Observer.